The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Craig. Welcome to the show. And Vontez Perfect is out for the season. Well, I've got an opinion on that. The post game and more here on show 533. Well, before I get into the show, I certainly have to hit on this little bit of news because I found it absolutely (laughs) insanely funny. The Bills fans, I have a whole new respect for this crowd, trust me, because when the Bills plays the Patriot rats, a Bills fan threw a quote-unquote sex toy, it was a huge dildo, onto the field in the end zone. Absolutely funny as hell. I'm surprised the Raider fans haven't caught on to this one yet, but this is the third time it's happened. I think that is so funny, and now they're like the bad guy fans, I just think. That is hilarious, especially for Tom. I'm too good for everyone else. Brady and crew, what a perfect way to welcome them um, to the game. Throwing a huge, giant plastic penis onto the field. Kudos to the Bills fans. I love it. Keep it up, folks, because that's just priceless. All right, Raider Nation, on today's show, we will have post game for My Little Ponies. Yep, the Raiders beat the Colts. I knew they would. I knew they could. I'm glad they did. Then, of course, we have to hit a pregame for the Bears and all the roar about the Khalil Mack returning to take his revenge. Give me a break. Can the media just take a break, please? And I have to do this. The the Zebras are now free range. Uh, They were corralled for a while, but now they are flipping out of control. Devontae's perfect thing is just an exclamation mark on a terrible time in NFL history. And I hope they listen to this show because I'm going to tell you that was some bad shit. That's some bad shit. The bone line will round it up and we will get on out of here. Um, and get on out of here. <laughs> Okay, so I'm watching the game. I see Perfect hit this uh, Jack Doyle with his helmet. Not the crown. Not the crown of the helmet, mind you. I've seen it 50,000 times. Still front of the helmet. He tried to avoid that, quite honestly, because that's not who he is. That's not who he is now. And I expected a penalty for sure. Possibly an ejection. But now to be suspended for the season, take this man's paycheck and his livelihood away. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. Now that is stepping over the flipping line. And I've fucking had enough of it. And I'm part, pardon me about the F-bombs, but I am sick and tired 
of the NFL popping their zebra asses into these games and changing the outcome. And funny enough, it doesn't happen to teams like the Patriots. Go figure. Listen, Burfick should have gotten fined, should have gotten maybe a suspension of a game or two, and then all the rats are thrown onto the table. All the mainstream media, all the Stephen A. Smiths. The punishment has been decided. This just came down. He is suspended for the entire season, as we discussed earlier, not just based on this one play, but also his history. Stephen A., are you surprised the entire season for Perfect? I'm not surprised because he's a repeat offender. And this is the number one issue that the NFL needs to address because, again, CTE, concussions, mm -hmm. all of those kind of things. I mean, this is not like he caved somebody's chest in. It's not like he took their knees out mm -hmm. or whatever the case. This is a headshot. It's the number one agenda of the NFL for years. Mm -hmm. They've made it very, very clear. They ain't trying to get sued for billions. They're not trying to be on a hook for all of that stuff for years to come. They have warned him. They have penalized. They've suspended him. They've fined him. They've done everything. You've got to know better than that. And for him to be on the field doing that, he's a danger to his contemporaries and colleagues, and they had no choice. Anything less that they had done to him uh, would, have, would have basically hamstrung them. All the Max Kellermans. There's something wrong with Vontez Perfect. Okay, the question is what? I, I don't, I'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt and say he's not especially malicious or especially stupid, right? Because you'd have to be either especially malicious or especially stupid to behave that way repeatedly, in spite of warnings, in spite of playoff games being on the line, salary being on the whole thing, mm -hmm. I would like to think, and it does seem to me his behavior fits a pattern of simply impulse control problems. So I would say this. I'm not only not surprised he's out for the season, but I think the appropriate punishment would be he's out indefinitely until such time that he demonstrates to the league that he's, that he's at least working on this impulse control problem and there's some evidence that it's getting better. All the, you know, idiots. And I'm going to tell you, until later on, when it first happened, everybody was piling on Devontae's perfect for being the dirty player, and he deserved this to happen. I say bullshit. I say the NFL has had it out for the Raiders, continues to have it out for the Raiders. I don't know why we're the most penalized team in history, but... I can tell you why, because they talk to each other. Now, I am sick and tired of these zebras throwing flags when I'm telling you any player accidentally grazes a quarterback's helmet or hits him on the shoulders when he's trying to get the football, and it's a 15-yard penalty? What are we playing here, folks? Are we playing flag football? Well, put some flags on these guys and change all the rules. Because last time I checked, this is a contact sport. It's a violent contact sport. And from the young age, six years old sometimes, they have been taught as defensive players to take people's heads off. Be as aggressive and mean and nasty and pummel your enemy into the ground. But don't touch the quarterback. Oh, and don't hit anybody with your helmet regardless of the situation. I find this so disturbing, I can't stand it. I am so sick 
of the referees changing games. I mean, it doesn't have to be a Raider game. It could be any game. I've seen many games that have swung completely in momentum due to these assholes. There is one solution and one only, and it's not New York, and it's not the eye in the sky, and it's not the pie in the sky either. What it is, folks, this is the solution to the problem. Make the head referee sit in front of the media after every single game. Make him trot his ass out in front of all the cameras and the media and let them ask questions about the calls that they make. Put them in the fucking hot seat for a little bit. Give them an opportunity to think twice before they throw the flag. This is the horse shit of the NFL. And quite honestly, I'm 62 years old and I'm sick of it. I mean, this is enough to turn my stomach and to turn me away from the sport altogether. I am sick of it. And until we as a fan base and fans of the league put our foot down and stop spending money That's the only way it's going to happen. We must send a clear, concise message to Roger go to hell that we will not put up with referees changing the tempo and the outcome of games. It is not football. Are these guys appellate judges? It's bullshit. And perfect has not been perfect. Let me tell you, he deserved something. But this is overboard and out of question when you could look at other players in the league that have done much more and nothing happens give me a freaking break there is where the judgment fails and these guys should sit in front of the media and answer questions that's the only way they're going to think twice about pulling that flag out of their ass the only way accountability they have none There's zero accountability. They give you this hodgepodge of process where the coaches are going to lodge a complaint. It's horse crap. Make these guys answer the hard questions in front of the media and you will change the tempo of the NFL. You will eliminate bullshit calls because nobody is going to want to answer those questions for sure. They get pummeled enough like these coaches. Maybe it'll change something. But I think the Vontez Perfect thing is a complete failure of the NFL. It's not trying to protect shit. They're trying to make themselves look better by taking a man's livelihood. Get the fuck out of here. Derek Carr said it. Romanowski said it. Clearly and concisely that this entire thing is bullshit. The Raiders defense has gotten their ass kicked the past couple of weeks. Yeah. So what do you think happens in the meeting rooms? The coach are chewing them out. Yeah, they turn up the intensity. They start calling you out in practice. I had this happen to me. I had it happen to me at the Raiders, and I got in a fight that was not something that was in di- – hey, I've gotten in a lot of fights, but I had never hurt a teammate. And I heard a teammate, and the and here's what it was. We'd gotten our asses kicked by the Minnesota Vikings in a preseason game. And the next day in practice, coaches were calling us pussies. What's wrong with you? You're soft. Hit him. Hit him harder. And what do you do? 
you turn up the volume, you turn up the intensity, and you start smacking people. And you start going after them, your own teammates. That's what happened. You know, perfect in the heat of battle, made a bad decision. And, hey, I hurt for him. I hurt for the Raiders. Uh, Paul Gunther is a friend of mine. I love him. And I hurt for him because I know he stepped out on a limb for this guy. And I do not believe in my heart that he should be suspended uh, perfect for the season. I think it's really a bad move by the NFL. I've watched that hit probably 20 times now. And you have no idea how many times I did that in my career and got fined once in a while. But now you hit someone like that who on some level you could say was a, is a defenseless player. He was kind of defenseless. But here is the issue, and here's the biggest problem I have. You're in the heat of battle. Your mindset is kill or be killed. Because the offensive linemen aren't, they're still coming at you. You're in war. And you're supposed to be able to be violent sometimes. And other times, you're supposed to be able to just take your foot off the gas like that. That is hard, my friend. And I feel for this guy. Do I think he should be fined? Yes. Do I think he should be kicked out of the league? No. I think it is absolutely dead wrong. This guy has handled himself like a pro. And yes, he is a violent mother effer. And I love every, I love the way he plays the game of football. And I truly believe this guy has cleaned up his act from previous years when he was with Cincinnati. And he is playing a cleaner brand of football. But the hit the other day, that was a rough one to watch. So, Bill, you say... A suspension or just a fine would have been appropriate here, just not the entire season. I think a fine, maybe a game, because there's previous stuff. Other people just get kicked out of the game. Right. And, um, you know, I've been kicked out of, out of games for things like that. So I get it. But for him to be suspended for the season, I think is Bullshit. We know you were around the team, particularly in the offseason training camp, Bill. Uh, in your conversations with Vontaze Perfect, anything you could say about him as a person? Because I think people don't know him. We don't know what, what this guy's like. Is this guy a monster or is that not the case? Is, is, that, is that a misconception about him? Hey, you know what? He, he's, he's uh, to me, he plays the game the way it's supposed to be played. Did he take it too far? Yeah, he took it too far. And he's taken it too far quite a few times. And I think, uh, you know, my dealings with him, nothing but a good guy. 
a guy who's probably the smartest football mind in the room. Wow. You know, and he knows his, his, he's a true pro when it comes to knowing your stuff, what you got to do, get everybody lined up. He's a true pro. And he was there to help the Raiders win. And I believe he was making a huge impact. And uh, like I said, I think he's a good guy. But I will say this. When you look at that man in the eyes, he is a scary dude. In a good way when he's on your team. Because you know he's going to be sticking people on the opposing team. And that's what you love. And that is all I have to say about that. All right, it's time for the post game for My Little Ponies. My little pony, my little <laughs> the pony, Colts. Come and brush her hair. My Little Pony, My Little Pony. Tie a ribbon to show how much I care. My Little Pony, My Little Pony. Well, the Oakland Raiders went on their first leg of a lifetime-long traveling spree across the NFL, not to be seen at home till November 3rd. Oh, gosh, what a schedule. They played My Little Ponies just like I thought they would. They played great football, very good play by Carr and company. The offense did a great job. And once again, I'm concerned about Gruden's Ability to sit on a lead. Uh, I just don't understand the fact that you don't continue to go for the throat. I don't know why. Don't ask me why, because that's not the way I would play football. Listen, this team is a third-quarter team, and they were coming back, and we let them back, and they were coming back all the way, if not for a few miscues and one player, Max Crosby on the defense. Arden Key. Missing. Josh Moreau actually made some tackles as well. But Farrell and Key were the missing men. I don't know where they were. Did they get off the field? Did they give their uniform to someone else? Max frickin' Crosby was the beast of the game. Two batted down passes and a forced fumble. You can't ask for more. That's Khalil Mackish, trust me. Very good play. Max Crosby, I love this kid. I've told you before. He is a real Raider. I love the way he plays. Joyner played a great game. Um, Darren Waller continues to be an incredible player for the Oakland Raiders. Through three games of the season, he has the most receptions as a tight end in the league. Josh Jacobs is everything that we ask from him. And he is absolutely running people over. You wouldn't expect something from this kid, but his legs don't stop. He doesn't stop moving at all. Listen, Tyrell Williams played well as well. Notched a touchdown in this game. It was nice to see him move forward and continue his catching streak for our team as the number one receiver. Eric Harris, interception, run back for a TD. What? more can you ask for on the defense our defense is actually starting to gel 
You know, you got to give them a break. I have given them a pass. I will give them a pass the whole season. They need to learn how to play together. And let me tell you, Eric Harris was awesome. Trevor Davis. <laughs> wow. I can't tell you how happy I am with this guy. A 60-yard sweep all the way to the touchdown. Let me tell you, awesome. Another one. Two touches, 74 yards, and a touchdown. Come on. That is good from a guy we picked up from the, the Packers practice squad. I'm glad they replaced Riley with Eric Harris. We can see the difference right away. Derek Carr, 21 for 31 for 189 yards, two touchdowns. He's not lighting the field on fire with these huge yardage numbers, but we got the W, man. We got the W. Josh Jacobs. I mean, I can't tell you enough about this kid. Foster Moreau did a great job. Darren Waller, as I said. Terrell Williams. Um, I love the offensive line play in this game. Uh, they were pushing people up and down the field. I love it. Trent Brown's still dealing with some injuries. Um, but, you know, starting right guard Jordan DeVray left the game with a torn pectoral muscle. <laughs> so our line is getting depleted a little bit, but come on, man. Josh Moreau, Max Crosby, get my vote for best players. Fontes Burfick played a great game until then. Tahir Whitehead also did a great job. Nicholas Moreau continues to do well. The secondary played real well in this game. LaMarcus Joyner was everywhere. He was everywhere. Carl Joseph recovered a fumble that Max Crosby caused. So special teams even played better. <laughs> Our field position was great. So I just think this team was fighting for this win because they knew this was one of the wins they could get. Now, I was very proud to see our team complete this game. A little bit kind of upset about the calling on the field when it got too conservative. I don't understand that, but I guess that's Gruden's style. I still think Greg Olson needs to go. Um, but it was a good win by the Raiders. It was good to see them playing the ball. It was good to see them beat a team that everyone thought, oh my gosh, the Colts are coming out. Well, they're coming out all right. The Raiders now are 2-2, two and two, as are the Colts. And uh, looking for another W, I'm hoping for the first time in London, well, might as well just get to that now, shall we? And the Oakland Raiders play another home game in, yes, where? London. Boy, it seems like a regular situation, the Raiders going to London. I know Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider, is not unhappy about that. And I know there's a bunch of Raider fans in London having a great time this week, just going and doing the stuff that the Silver and Black UK has set up. So if you're there, I'm glad. If you're having a good time, I know it because I've been there twice and it is a complete blast. Keith and company do a fabulous job 
of entertaining one and all in their silver and black fashion. It's a blast, man, I'm telling you. Okay, so now let's get to the game. The Raiders went a week early, and like normal, where they go just before the game starts, um, to prepare for the game, to prepare for the time change, and give ourselves an opportunity to possibly be ready to play. Now, the Bears left Thursday. That means they're going to get there Friday and not be quite ready for very much on Sunday. Matt Nagy says this is the best way to do it. He is on uh, on top of all distractions. Oh, please, bro. <laughs> oh, please. Your team's in London, man. A lot of these kids haven't traveled there. Come on. So the Bears, who were 12-4 and four last year, are a formidable defense, probably one of the top three in the NFL. Let me make that four. Long story short, they plan on making it to the Super Bowl on the D. Not so much on the O, although their offensive line has been together for a few years and are formidable. Their weakest link has been Mitchell Trubisky. This kid <laughs> is hot and cold and hot and cold. Not the quarterback I think the Bears need to make it to the Super Bowl. However, Trubisky is hurt. And now, next man up is Chase Daniels. Don't laugh. Don't even chuckle. Because I think Chase Daniels is a much better quarterback than Mitchell Trubisky. I think is more accurate. And here's the biggest thing. He wants that job. Chase Daniels wants the number one job, and if he could prove it by beating the Raiders on Sunday, that might give him an opportunity or a foot in for the next step as Trubisky continues to fiddle and foddle his way through the NFL. The Raiders. Raiders have to play a near-perfect game for the Bears, and this is the only time I'll probably say this, but Derek Carr needs a dink and dunk. Dink and dunk and get the ball out to Josh Jacobs, who is a little under weather, but is supposed to play. We have the weapons, folks. They have the defense. They don't have such a good offense, and we have an improving defense. This is a very interesting contest. Now, the Bears think they're going to the Super Bowl this year, and they're clearly focused on it. Now, there's a lot of horse crap out there talking about how Mac is going to give Carr a kiss on the cheek, not literally, maybe with the side of his helmet, Uh, and try to get to Derek many times. They're going to rush him. They're going to hurry him. But they can't do much if the ball isn't there. So my suggestion for the Raiders is the play must be short and medium passes with yak. That's right, yards after catch. The Bears' defense is formidable, and Smith is supposed to play, and he's very formidable. You know, we have an opportunity To win this game, I hate to say it, but it's very true. The defense is stifling, very tough team to play against, be very much like playing against the Vikings without an offense. The Bears' offense is not that good, and I think our defense can play right up to -to toe-to-toe. So I'm not saying we're going to win, but I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout. It's going to be in the trenches game, maybe not the most entertaining game. Field position could decide this matchup. Special teams could be the key to winning this game. And I don't meet Arden Key because I haven't heard his name in three games. Um, Our defensive pass rush better improve overnight because I'm telling you right now, 
this offensive line is no joke. We've got to stop the run. We've got to manage the, the passes from Chase Daniels, who could give it up. He could be so stressed out, he could give it up big time. So let's see Harris, Joyner. Uh, let's see some more defensive backs back here. Make some plays and get some turnovers. The turnover battle in this game could also decide the winner. I like the fact the Raiders went over early. I like the fact that they're practicing in London a week before the game, getting used to the time change, and having a good time. Nothing wrong with having fun, Matt Nagy, but maybe that's not what you're about. John Gruden's about having fun and, of course, winning this football game. It's going to be coach versus coach. I think we have a better staff, believe it or not, than the Chicago Bears. Pagano's no joke on the defensive side of the ball, but I think we can win. I know it's usually not this positive, but I do think we're they're counting us out, folks. This is a home game for us. We've never won in London. Let's make this a refreshing change and win for the Raider fan in Europe because they come from everywhere. They come from Spain. They come from Germany, Portugal, all over the continent. It's crazy. If you ever go to a game there, you'll see every single jersey for every little team because they don't get to see American football very often. And Tottenham Stadium is brand new, so it should be a great experience for those guys. Once again, Silver and Back UK, do it right, do it often. So if they go back there and play again, which they're supposed to, I think, next season, make your plans now, make them early, often, and get your ass over there for this contest. I say the Raiders win by three. Field goal. I know it's a tough squeeze. It's like a lemon with no juice. You know a dry lime when you see one. But there's got to be just enough juice for the Raiders to pull off a victory. Our offense is way better. Their defense is way better. It should be an interesting contest. Let's just hope it's worthy of watching. I think it should be. And I do really, honestly, to my heart, think the Raiders have an opportunity to win this contest. If they play smart, if they play fast, and if our defense stays together. I am Raider Greg, and we're going to go to the bone line. It's time for the bone line, 1-800-620-7181, 1-800-620-7181. Get on the bone line, come on, throw us a bone, will ya? All right, the first caller for this show is the RVA Raider. Love this call, brother. What you got for us? Raider Greg, what's up? This is Raider Trip, a.k.a. the RVA Raider, calling from Richmond, Virginia. Just got done listening to a show at the Vite Queens post game and my little tiny pregame. And, you know, I just wanted to call and make a comment. You were talking about how people were kind of giving on, getting on you about being negative, being more positive. And I've been seeing a little bit of, of that myself on social media. People getting on you, talking about, oh, you're not a Raiders fan, Raider Nation for life. And, you know, I think that's a bunch of crap. Um, if, uh, you know, you're being fed shit by your favorite chef, you're not going to say, thank you, sir, man, have another. 
uh, there's nothing wrong with showing frustration in your team. Uh, I, for one, think that you are very positive and you're able to see a lot more silver linings than I ever am, which is one of the reasons why I love listening to your show. But, you know, I, I think I said this last season, and I, I'm a true believer of this. At this point, being a Raiders fan is not really about the football. It's about Raider Nation. It's about the other fans. You know, when I live here on the East Coast. When I see other people wearing the silver and black, it's like you're seeing an old family member. And then you walk up, get some daps, say what's up, talk a little bit about the team. You know, you can commiserate. It's something that you got in common no matter what you are, what walk of life that you come from. If you wear the silver and black, it's all about Raider Nation. So, you know, that's where my positivity comes from. Uh, I've been turning the games off about halftime past two weeks myself. I mean, that's crap. Why am I going to want to watch that? I'm, I want to hang out with my family or do something else on a Sunday and not feel negative. That's why, honestly, all this losing, this two pass games, it's disappointing. But I've gotten to the point in the past couple of years where I don't really let it impact my day, my week, whatever it might be. You know, it is what it is. I've gotten used to it. doesn't make me happy. I'm still a fan. I think that the future is in Las Vegas. Uh, that's kind of a hard thing to admit. I was born on the West Coast. I love seeing the Raiders play in Oakland. I cheered for them when they were in Las Vegas. I mean, in Los Angeles. There's going to be no different. We're moving, and frankly, it has to be done. When you look at the more than decades, decade and a half of shittiness that we've had, unfortunately, the two most consistent things have been shitty coaching staff and playing in a shithole of a stadium. And I wish that wasn't the case. I wish Oakland could have figured it out, but we have to have a new stadium. I mean, that's one of the reasons that we're the laughing stock of the league. You know, the Silver and Black is a proud organization. we got to stop playing on a baseball field. That's just ridiculous. And, I mean, you know better than anyone all the other problems that that stadium has here in Oakland. So, you know, we're getting a nice new stadium in Vegas. It's going to be amazing. Looking forward to a fresh start in Vegas. You know, the rest of the season is what it is. I got love for the Raider Nation like I always will. And anyways, man, keep up your show. I love it. Tune in every week. All right, Raider Nation, I'm out. Well, thank you, brother. I try to keep things positive, but real. You know, I, when I look at things, it's really hard for me to uh, turn my head and not see the obvious. So I just point out what I think. And you guys, the fans, um, that's why I have the bone line. It keeps me balanced and in check on what I'm thinking, honestly. So um, I appreciate those props. Yeah, you know, Vegas is beautiful. It's a beautiful stadium. It'll be a great place to restart this organization. I hope that happens. I think it will. I really do. I think they're going to go to a better place and really have a structure and a, or environment where a championship can happen. And you have to have that. You got to have the facilities. You got to have a permanent route. And you got to have, you know, money. And all those things come in Vegas, and I totally agree with you, even though it's upsetting to me um, as a Raider fan. But, hey, listen, I've seen it too on Facebook. Don't jump ship, bro. (laughs) I don't listen to it because I'm a Raider fan. And any Raider fan I talk to pretty much tells it like it is, as you know. Appreciate the call and love, my brother. And now from the beautiful state of Georgia... Raider Al is in the house. What do you got for the nation, brother? 
Raider Greg, Raider Randy. What's going on, family? Raider Al from Georgia. Haven't called in for a while. Really not much to talk about. But then again, there is a lot to talk about. Man, we paid Gruden $100 million, my brother. Whether it's guaranteed or not, his contract states $100 million. Okay, last year, we didn't have no talent. This year, we got talent. I know everybody's saying, don't panic after three games, damn it. I've been panicking for the last damn 20 years. I am so sick and tired of losing. Eventually, we're going to have to turn this ship around. And I hear a lot of criticism on the defensive backs. We don't have the greatest defensive backs. I agree 100%. But also, we got to put pressure on that damn quarterback. If he got seven, eight, nine seconds to throw the ball, brother, ain't nobody, can't nobody cover that long. And my man Derek Carr, D.C., brother, I've been riding with you for three years. I mean, for the the amount of time you've been in the league, I have been on your side, brother. You're going to have to step it up. When you bought that house next door to Gruden, I was shaking my damn head. I don't know, brother. I want you to make it to Vegas, but you got to step it up. I'm not blaming him for that interception against Kansas City when he checked down and – because Tyrell Williams was supposed to go for that ball. He stopped running. So I ain't blaming him for that. I'm just saying his overall play has been very, very spotty the last few years. And I hear a lot of people talking about they're jumping off the ship. Are you freaking kidding me? I got 45 damn years invested in this team, and I ain't going nowhere. Raider out. Out. I love this call. I love it. I mean, it's true. I mean, Arden Key... And our new Superman, um, <laughs> Cleveland Farrell, they were invisible last game, man, and we won. We got to get the defense pushing the ball backwards. We got to close that step forward possibility for most quarterbacks and him in the ones that run outside. I mean, the defense is a work in progress. We do have some bright spots, and I think it's going to get a lot better. And I think moving to Vegas is making things a lot better. You know, I do see improvement, even though it's frustrating as hell because we have been watching this rerun for a while. But like you said, man, you ain't jumping ship. I tell people it's a disease, and I don't mean that in any joking manner. because, um, But it's just something you just don't get rid of, man. I mean, come on. Change a team? I've, I've heard people that don't even know sports tell me, well, just change your team. They don't get it. We get it. <laughs> Love that call, brother. And our next caller, my very good brother, you know him, Raider Chris from Scranton, PA. What's happening, brother? Raider Nation, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Chris, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Just want to say it's a hell of a win, a much-needed win. And they finally opened up the playbook a little bit. And I love seeing it, especially from Jacob Foster Moreau. That kid, I'm telling you, he's got great hands on that kid. Between him and Waller, we have a good one-two punch at tight end. I'm the first one to call in and bitch and complain about this team. But today, we looked good. Defense looked good. But a uh, little sloppy. It, it, they did get a little sloppy. But um, 
that pick six by Harris at the end is what we needed. They never gave up. They played hard. And I like seeing the young talent out there with everybody, with Hurst and Crosby, my boy uh, Farrell. Just we needed it. I'm still not sold on, on Conley. I still think we need to get rid of him. But, I mean, it was a good win. Definitely a good win. Now they head on a plane straight over to London, and I hope they have as much fun as I did when I was over there. But let's get down to business. Chicago is not a very solid team, I want to say. They're good, but I think we played today. We can give them a hell of a fight. But uh, let's shut that punk-ass Mac down, and uh, let's just shut this team down. Let's hopefully start this turnaround, and let's get back to it. Raider Nation, I'm not like that fat girl in dodgeball. I'm loving it. Loving the positive, bro. Yeah, it was amazing to see. We had some great plays. Crosby, two balls batted down, forced fumble. Um, Yeah, we had some good defensive play. We had some good offensive play. A little sketchy, a little sloppy. But I agree with you, man. He Gruden up the up, uh, open that playbook up. Lake Jacobs catch some passes. Good lord! And Moreau, uh, you know we got a good team here. I think we got a lot to to really build on because we don't have to pay a lot of these people for a while. So um, yeah, we got time to build this team into a juggernaut. Uh, they just got to keep going forward. I too think Chicago is vulnerable. It's going to be tough. And it's going to be low scoring if the Raiders play their very best game. And if that happens, we even could win. I'm telling you, man. And you know how I am. Appreciate the call, my brother. And our next caller, the Cheesehead Raider from Wisconsin. Where else? (laughs) Brother, what you got for us? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This is the Cheesehead Raider from Wisconsin. Well, it's amazing how well the defense can play when they're not on the field 45, 50 minutes out of a game. Finally, the offense did something. Better play calling. And I am sick and tired of hearing this bashing of car. Oh, car can't do this. All cars causing us games. Car this, car that, bull crap. Run the ball, throw the ball down the field. Keep the defense off of the field, and they show what they can do. So we got the win in Indianapolis, 2-2, two and two, and now we fly across the pond to play the Chicago Max. Yes, I did just say that. Khalil Mack is destroying the league. I wonder if he's going to have a little something to prove out on that field. Let's see here. Oh, Raiders, you didn't want to pay a once-in-a-generation player uh, upstanding player on the field in the locker room and said you wanted to give $30 million to a lunatic psychopath, Antonio Brown, who isn't even in the league anymore. Well, that sounds like a great investment there, Mark Davis. Thank you very much. Uh, I think we can uh, do something, but it's going to be tough playing against this Chicago Bear defense. Well, but I'm a Raider fan. Win, lose, or tie until I die. Go Raiders. And with that, Cheesehead Raider, I am out. Well, you know, um, thank you for the call, brother. And the, the take as well. You know, Khalil Mack, good guy. I miss him. But he's on the Bears. 
So I watched him for a few games playing on the Bears, just wreaking havoc. Yeah, he's a great player, and we should never have let him go. But we didn't have the money. Mark Davis was broke and busted like he still is. He's flying coach, for crying out loud. There's pictures all over the internet of it. Um, He can't afford anything. He's paying Gruden $100 million. Where's the money coming from? So, yeah, we didn't pay a great player, which is a shame on us and Veggie McKenzie. I think I put all this on him, honestly. Bad moves, bad bad financial de- decisions, terrible general manager. However, we got to win, man. We got to dink and dunk our way down the field, keep the defense off the field, keep them from getting tired, and make Chicago get tired. Hey, man, they're a great defense, but great defenses fall apart when they've been on the field for 50 minutes, any one of them. Um, yeah, it's going to be a tough game. I, I, you know, I'm telling you, I'm thinking about most positive way, but I've seen this team play good against a good team. We'll see. I just think uh, we got a chance, especially with Trubisky out. I think got a good chance, brother. So let's just watch and see. I hope we fight. That's all I care about. Appreciate the call. And our next caller is the Prez. He needs no introduction. What is happening, my good brother? Good morning, Raider Nation. This is the Prez calling. I'm going to cut down to the chase. It's good for Memorial victory. We almost put him out the house, though, but I'm not going to harp on that. I just want to talk about the idiot perfect <clears throat> that we need so bad on defense to do such a stupid thing. Why on God's earth, man, do that? Nothing wrong with being rough. Nothing wrong with being intimidating, though. But to lead with the helmet, man, with your past history, you know this will come for you, man. Now we're down to face Khalil Mack, and he's licking the chops to just for himself. But the Raiders are tough. They stood down, they did their job, they did their duty, and I'm proud of them. Um, the only thing I just want to kind of see was I almost lost it when we did that third and nine and did the run play, but that's okay. You know, one, and let's leave it at that. But hold on, we get past uh, Chicago Bears. They do have an injured quarterback, so that's kind of a good thing, and hopefully um, we take him down. But that was dumb, bro. You know, I like that guy. I always say, I, I like nasty guys. I do. I like guys that's 50 old and everything. But he was like a good motivator for those Raiders defense guys. They was getting stuff. So next man up, let's see what happens. And congratulations because I'm glad he won because the Knicks were just falling to pieces and going after each other like rabbit dogs fighting each other wild on the fields. This is the prayers, man. Farewell. See you next week. Go Raiders. Beat the Bears. Well, my good brother, I have to disagree on the perfect thing. I know it wasn't a great hit. It was a, it was a penalty, but the penalty for him was too harsh, bro. Really, when you think about players and how they're trained to be born killers and annihilate the enemy and. You know, they work you into a froth. Are you ready to go out there and rip people's heads off? And then they say, well, don't do that. Don't touch the quarterback's shoulder. You know, don't 
don't, when you've already launched to tackle a player and he falls down, don't hit his head by accident for crying out loud because you can't do that. I ain't buying that crap, bro. I ain't buying it. And Burfick's not a perfect man, but he ain't that anymore. 14 years in the in the league, you don't think that man's learned a lesson? I think he has. I think that's where the Raiders took him. I think he's a changed player. I haven't seen him do anything dirty. It's the first one I've ever seen. He's a great middle linebacker. We need him. I hope they cut him a break. And the team won, and that's a great thing, and we can beat the damn Bears. I'm telling you, we can beat them with our defense. We have to play great defense. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller, my very good brother from long time ago, Raul Oliveros. What is happening, my good brother? Raider Nation, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, how are you doing? This is Raul Oliveros from Los Angeles, California, on a victory Monday. Yes, we did go down to Indianapolis, and we did beat those little ponies. On a great game, I would say. Not the best game, but it was a very exciting game. Um, One of the negatives that I see is, you know, the offense, once they get a lead, it gets conservative. They put the, they step on the brake and not keep their foot on the gas pedal. I think that they would be much more aggressive. We wouldn't even give the teams a chance. or We would would have not given the coach a chance to come back at the end of that game. Um, the defense, I didn't see any pressure. No pressure whatsoever. I'm not sure if we recorded any stats. Um, they were letting Jacoby Brissett just sit back there and just throw to whoever he, whoever wanted to catch the ball. Because fortunately for us, they had a lot of drop passes. We did, we did have to mark well. But a victory, nothing less. Nothing. A victory is what we got. Um, coming up to the Khalil Mack game, where I'm sure the focus this week is going to be on why we traded Mack. And hopefully we're able to show, I hope we're able to show, that we can defend him. If not, it's going to be an ugly game as our history of London game has been. Hopefully, we'll have a repeat of a few years back where we left the whole coaching staff back there and get new coaches. But anyways, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, this is all Olivero on a victory Monday, and I am out. I love the take because it's true. Uh, Arden Key was missing, so was uh, Cleveland Farrell. Uh, Not a sack between them, actually. Uh, the linebackers made a tackles. Uh, they got credited for helping, I think, one tackle between the two of them. Yeah, he had all day long. Our defensive backs played very well. He got a little bit of pressure when we needed to. You know who got pressure? Perfect. He got pressure. And when he left the game, there was no more pressure. So we have to fix that, like, right away. And as far as uh, Chicago goes, in London, another home game. Listen, man, we haven't won one there yet. I'd love to win one, and there's always a possibility. I always say that, especially now that they went a week early. I'm hoping that helps, but uh, who knows? We shall see. Appreciate the call, brother. Always good on a victory Monday. (laughs) 
And our next caller is Raider Bray, right out of L.A., Los Angeles, that is. What do you got for the Raider Nation, my brother? Raider Craig, Raider Randy, this is Raider Bray in L.A. Hey, uh, just following up on the game last night, nice win. Um, of course, they kind of handed it to us by dropping a lot of passes. Uh, but we still, uh, the game wasn't as close as the score. And what, uh, when's the last time we had a pick six? That was awesome. Uh, Harris, is it Harris? Harrison? Uh, got that pick six at the end. I think uh, Carr played pretty well. Love a uh, 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 running back, Jacobs. He was, he got big yards when we needed him. And uh, Keelan Doss had an actual catch. Great game. London, uh, watch the Raiders uh, play the Bears. I hope we can pull that one out. And uh, hopefully Khalil doesn't win the game at the end by sacking, getting a strip sack on Carr. Um, and at least I hope he doesn't hurt them. They're, they are buddies still, I think. Anyway, Raider Bray from L.A. Uh, yay, we're 2-2. Two and two. 500, baby. And uh, I'm out of here. I'll tell you how the game was in London when I get back. Ciao. First of all, thanks for the call, brother, and you are going to have a blast regardless of the game. You'll have a great time. We have both times we went, and if you went with the Silver and Black UK, which I'm sure you did, um, you're going to have a hell of a good time because they know how to take care of Raider Nation. Now, as far as the drop balls go, yeah, and Harris... Interception, pick six. It has been a long time um, since I've seen a pick six from the Raiders' defense. And let me just say this. You know, I know the commentators will all be the over the nutsack of Khalil Mack. They're going to be, every time Mack moves, pushes somebody out of the way, they'll be all over it. If he sacks Carr, that is all we will hear for the rest of the game. Commentators won't let it go, and we'll just have to suck it up or turn the sound off. That's the other thing I can do. But, uh, yeah, we got to neutralize him or at least make him pay for the rush. That would be great. Let's have a good playbook. Let's have a great call. Let's have some good runs and some short passes with some yak yards after the catch. Appreciate the call. Have a great time, my brother. And our next caller, right out of Orange County, the OC. I call it behind the orange curtain. Raider Ron is in the house. What's up? Hey, Raider Greg. Ron, uh, Raider Ron from Orange County here. I guess first and foremost, perfect. Well, he got what he deserved, if we're all being honest with ourselves. We love football, and a lot of football that we love is the violent aspect of it all. But we don't want to watch the UFC here on Sundays. And when you're hitting people the way uh, he hit uh, that guy on Sunday, and given the fact that he has a track record of doing that, you really leave the league with no choice, right? That rule has to have some teeth in it. And if you're going to let him get away with it, um, it it's simply a rule that doesn't, uh, doesn't protect anyone and doesn't make any sense. So that being that, uh, I will say um, I was never completely sold on him, at least not to the extent that most people were. I believe he's a solid player. He's a solid middle linebacker. But to go uh, above and beyond that, I thought was really overselling him. I, I never really viewed him as 
the Albert Einstein of middle linebackers. Um, he's an upgrade. He's much better than Whitehead. But uh, at the end of the day, I didn't think he was um, what people were making him out, him out to be. And I think we did just fine with him once he was rejected, uh, ejected from the game. So that's that. I want to give a shout out to who I believe the best Raider is. The best Raider to probably wear a Raiders jersey for the last 15 years. It's Rodney Hudson. Rodney Hudson at center, if you ever take the time to isolate his play on the playback, he does everything right all the time. He is an incredible pass uh, blocker, inc- incredible rush blocker. Um, he's great on the line. Um, he, he's a, he's a, a constant presence, always healthy, always available. Rodney Hudson is worth every dime we're paying him and more. I wish he got uh, more uh, kudos for everything that he does. Um, I guess he doesn't because he's not in one of the glitzier positions. But let's all, Raider Nation, give it up to Rodney Hudson. He's been doing it from day one for us, and he is one of the most incredible Raiders um, to ever wear the uniform. Um, and, and, by the way, one who doesn't need uh, everything I just gave him, gave him. He gets a paycheck, he does his job, and he does it well. Lastly, keep your eye out, Raider Ra- Craig. You heard it from me first. Keep your eye out for Doss in the next couple of games. Waller, Jacobs, Williams, they've all had really good games, right? The last three or four games, they've really exploded. Everyone's excited about them. But notice in this last game, they started to slow down just a tad, right? Folks now have tape on them. They were jammed at the lines, double covered over the top and under. They're going to start getting those defensive looks because people now know who they are. Keep a lookout for Doss. He caught a great pass this last weekend. Take my word for it. I mean, I looked at him two or three times. He was open at least two or three times downfield. He's very fast. He's got good hands. I think some opportunities are going to come his way. Keep your eye out for him. I think he's going to to be a great addition to the team. And with a little uh, less. Well, first, I want to say thanks for the phone call, brother. It's always good. I disagree on your take on Perfect as far as. Uh, the penalty for what he did. And I don't agree with your take on his performance as far as a middle linebacker. If you've been watching our team for the last three or four years, we haven't had a decent middle linebacker. This is the first middle linebacker I can remember that actually is doing the job. And if you want to watch the tape, you can watch what he did before he got ejected. He was the only rusher really on defense. Yeah, he's a great player. We really need him and his services until we can find someone that's that good, that strong, and that fast. He's pretty damn good for being in the league for 14 seasons. I like him. I've liked him when we got him. I like Bill Romanowski when we got him, even though I used to hate him. And he was just as good, as as dirty a player as any. Uh, Not too many players get to spit in someone else's face. And that's what Bill did. And got away with it, really. So, uh, a little too harsh for me. So, I'll move on to uh, Doss, Keelan Doss. I agree. I think Doss is a very good route runner. I think he needs a little more confidence, and I think that he'll be able to squeeze into this offense. I don't know how well, but he'll be able to make some plays. I'm very impressed with Davis, though. I think Davis, the new acquisition, is a rocket ship, man. This guy has speed that's unbelievable. And if he has hands that are this good... I think he's going to blow Doss away as the A receiver or whatever you want to call him, uh, the long threat and the quick twitch guy. He's pretty good. That also is on tape. Appreciate the call, brother, and the takes are good. Keep bringing it. 
And our next caller, I love this guy's calls, man. He's from the OC. That's behind the orange curtain as far as I'm concerned. What is happening? It's the disciple, Rita. Raider Nation, my brother and my sisters. This is the disciple Raider man out here in the OC, SoCal. <laughs> Everybody take a deep breath. The Raider fans are, are generally very knowledgeable, but I'm surprised that nobody has seen the elephant in the room. And what I mean by that is, I'm going to give you a few instances. In the Minnesota game, Derek Carr, it was a third and one. He throws J.J. Nelson short. A few series later, you have Waller on a flat. Hand stretched wide open just before the half, 21-7. Real estate in front of him, overthrows the guy. Got the ball back. If they would have scored a touchdown, 21-14, drive down. We're back in the game. Nope, what did he do? Last the kickoff, he goes three and out. Three, four series later, Linville Joseph hits Derek Carr in the throat. This is the Minnesota game now. Gruden is even loses cool on none of those plays. If anybody has been a Raider fan as long as I have, Gruden blows his stat. Doesn't bat, doesn't bat an eye. Puts his hands underneath his armpits with his thumbs up, cocks his head to the side, mumbles something. Derek runs to the sidelines. Doesn't say a damn word to him. Just looks at him. If you can remember when, when Gannon was a quarterback, him and Gruden had epic battles on the sideline. They go out, they get Josh Jacobs, Hunter Renfro, the guy from San Diego, Kansas. His name's uh, it's in my mind right now. Uh, we don't have a top five red, uh, wide receiver. And we have a few nice pieces in Waller and a few other pieces on offense. The elephant in the room is, guys, Derek Carr is not the man. He never has been. John Gruden is sabotaging him. It could be me. I don't know. It could be me to get a top flight quarterback to go with his other young talent. Correct me if I'm wrong. Watch Derek Carr on the sidelines. It's in his face. He knows his days are numbered. Oh, and another thing. You guys, don't let Gruden fool you, man. He didn't just now figure out not how to call plays or design plays anymore. He's an offensive mind. He always has been. You think he didn't learn enough to sit up at the booth traveling around? Dude, this is all by design. He just don't want Carr. He wants his team younger, and he wants to get his guys. Yeah, he's got his guys so far, but this ain't his man. Guys, don't sleep on Gruden. You guys call names if you want, say whatever you want. Man, but I see a, a whole different way. He just needs to get this broken piece of furniture out of his living room, and that's DC4. DC, I love you. Man, I've been uh, a supporter of yours since day one, and you had a hard life in Oakland, man. You've been through coordinators, you've been through offense, and you've been a trooper, man, the whole time. I do, man. I still like Derek Carr. But you're not the guy moving forward. So that house you're building up, Vegas, next to uh, uh, Gruden, and, man, you better put that shit up for sale, man, because you ain't going with the team. I'm out. <laughs> Well, that is an interesting take, bro. I have to tell you. Um, I don't know, man. That's an interesting way to look at it. I haven't looked at it that way. Now, I know Carr has been suspect, really suspect, 
I think he has a lot of good weapons, but I think he does seem to float the ball at times or throw too low. Uh, that's not the guy that came out. Not that I remember when we first got him on the team and he was playing. He didn't. He was brave. He threw all over the place. But I think he's gun shy. I think he's tired of getting hit. I think he's got his money. And uh, he's doing a good job, but he's not doing a great job. And I have to agree with you. I said this before. Gruden wanted everybody gone. He cleaned house last year. And maybe Carr's the last piece. Maybe you're right, bro. Maybe you're right. We'll see what happens. Because I remember Gannon and him used to go toe-to-toe on the sideline, man. Big time. Lots of big words. Lots of uh, nasty words. But the job got done now, didn't it? I agree. So let's just see that. I like that take. We'll have to see what happens, brother. Appreciate the knowledge. Well, that will do it for this edition of the Raider Nation podcast. Please, Raider Nation, call in, give us a bone line, throw us a bone. Uh, I depend on your takes um, to keep our ship straight. Not empty, that is. Appreciate all the love from all the callers. Always love the Raider Nation. There ain't nothing like it anywhere in any sport. I am Raider Greg with the longest-running professional sports podcast in history. Raider Nation Podcast. I am out.